welcome you to Sports Betting Daily. How are we doing on a Friday? What's happening out there? Today's the 31st, last day of March, 2023. What's going on? I uh, This is the first pod we've done in a couple days, and I just sat down and, I mean, it's, I'm in a weird mood. It's late on a Friday, and we've actually pushed the show for a couple of different reasons. I mean, a lot of you out there know I've you know been having work done to the house. And, you know, people have been coming and going. There's just not been a good time to do the show. It's been hectic over here. And I've been meaning to come down and, and, and get one done. So I figured it was Friday night. Time to at least come crank out a pod here. And it's funny. I sat down and did like a two minutes before this and deleted it because I was just bitching the whole time. It's like, you know what? Everybody's got their shit, you know? And no one wants to hear me bitching about... All my stuff for two minutes. Everyone's got their nonsense. So let's just get to it. Let's just get to a Friday show where it's going to be a couple different things. I actually think we're probably going to post some replays, right? Just to fill the last couple of days, like for the podcast slots. But um, as it, as we do every Friday, deep dive handicap. And I have a couple of things to get to. I'm going to talk about the uh, final four, the March Madness final four. So I have a pick for San Diego State and FAU, and then I do have some thoughts on UConn-Miami. I don't have a strong opinion on UConn-Miami, but I do have some thoughts too, but um, <clears throat> let's get to it. How's your week been? Are you ready for the weekend? Are you excited for the weekend? Hopefully so. I'm seeing I'm seeing my tax guy tomorrow, getting my taxes done, which that should be a joy. All right. <laughs> Back on track. Uh, what's happening? All right, let's get to some reads here. Uh, Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is the place you want to go for player props, home for player prop parlays, because they pay more than anyone else. So if you want to start making more for player prop parlays, check out Thrive Fantasy. And they also have daily fantasy-style games and contests where you build your lineup to enter in a contest or several lineups with uh, player props. So check them out online, download the app, Thrive Fantasy, put in promo code SBD for a deposit match up to $100. All right, um, MLB started. You know, we haven't talked a lot of baseball on this show, but uh, it's exciting. So baseball started where we're probably going to have some picks this weekend, and I'll have some things coming up this next week. We didn't do any, you know, major previews or anything like that, but we uh, will definitely talk some baseball on this show. Um the stolen bases, though, it's so interesting. The the pitch clock, the stolen bases, I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. And then all the changes. And I know there's the, the diehards are like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's my impression. That's that's the best you're going to get out of me on a on a Friday night with the day. I've, I, to be honest, folks, I'm probably just, I'm probably going to bed right after this thing. No kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm going, I'm going 930 bedtime tonight. Seriously. It's been one of those uh, one of those weeks. All right, let's get some picks in here. Let's get some fucking picks. Uh, FAU San Diego State. So both these are obviously March Madness Final Four. Um, my pick in this game. So this is going to be the Friday pick and the deep dive handicap. Uh, I like San Diego State, but let's see. We fucking handicapped this thing a day and a half ago. Let's see what the line is still. And I'm sorry if I if I seem a little short on this pod. I'm going to get some sleep. I'll wake up on... I'm doing another pod in 12 hours. I'll be... Well, less than that. I'm being 11 hours I'll be recording. Um, I'll be back. I'll be fresh. No worries. But uh, let's see what this line is. Let's see what the line has moved to. Because I had it too. Minus 2, minus 110. It is 2.5. Let's see here. Yeah. Consensus 2. Oh, it's 2.5 everywhere. Okay. Um... So let's see here, actually. You know what I what I prefer is, this is top of my head math, but the 120 brings our break-even percentage to, I think it's 54.44, something like that. Um, 
the point of that being, I would prefer minus two, even if it's minus 120. Uh, minus 120 break-even percentage is, yeah, 54.55%. Um, I remember the numbers. There's a really meaty part of the curve. So minus two, minus 120, I, I still think is a good pick. So that's going to be the play for Friday. Uh, San Diego State, minus two, minus 120. So here's the the handicap. The matchup is really everything here. Okay, some of these games, it's about the the coaching. It's about the injuries. It's about the, you know, the matchup, like we're talking here, the pacing, the speed, the, sometimes it's about three-pointers, free throws. This is about San Diego, State, San Diego State being an elite defense on the perimeter. They're one of the best three-point, at least efficiency teams. The last couple of years, you look at efficiency guarding the three-point line. Now, they're going to give up shots, and they're going to let teams shoot. They're just not going to let them be comfortable while they do it. They're very efficient in their three-point defense. As a matter of fact, this tournament, they are number one. Uh, both efficiency and overall, just statistics, 17% against them. I'll repeat that. They're allowing 17% three-point completions, uh, three-point percentage uh, when they're playing defense. So San Diego State knows what they're doing against teams who like to shoot three-pointers. So you ask yourself, well, how does FAU play? Does Florida Atlantic like to shoot threes? How have they been winning both this season where they've only lost three times in this tournament so far? Uh, their points from three pointers. How often do or uh, how what, like what percentage of the points come from three pointers? They're 25th in the country, so FAU scores a lot of points on three pointers, and they are 303rd in two point percentage. By the way, that percentage for a three pointers 37.1 percent. So 37 percent, just over 37 percent of FAU's points come from three pointers. So. We're talking about a team that falls right into that category with the Charlestons and Furmans and Bamas and Creightons, all of which Creighton has seen, you know, in some situations, been underdogs against and really matched up well defensively. So that's what a lot of this handicap this handicap comes down for me. And look, with all the liquidity in this market and all the attention this is getting, you're not often going to find lines the day before a game for a Final Four that have value. And, and I, look... I don't want it to seem also like the fact that I'm offering two and a half at 120 is is like lazy or anything like that. For those who've listened to the show for a while, I'm usually really picky about that stuff and, 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 and I'm against buying points and anything like that. So that's not a common thing. As a matter of fact, of the hundreds and hundreds of bets we've given out on that show, I don't, I, I mean, this may be the first time we've ever bought points or, or anything like that. Now we've done teasers, okay? So we've actually done that before, but I don't remember the last time I told anybody to, to buy a half point. Maybe... There was one time where, like, like one rogue sportsbook was letting us buy off of a three in the NFL for ten cents, and we did that. But we never recommend this, so this is a rare situation. So I don't want it to seem for those who really know what they're talking about that we're just being lazy here. Um, because really, when you my my point of all that was with all the liquidity, with the, this line being pretty accurate we're going to have to find certain things in this line that we just disagree with or that are being overlooked. And I'm not so sure that the efficiency or in this defense is being priced in enough because everyone's going to be talking about this. This is like the, the key thing. So I don't know, maybe we're talking about a quarter point here, here or there, but I just think that it's not the way I'm plugging it in, the way I'm looking at it. I think it's being overlooked a little, a little bit. Uh, San Diego State, I said uh, 12th in a three-point defensive efficiency this season, which does include the tournament. And remember, this game's being played at NRG Stadium. So we talk about a team who likes shooting threes in FAU, 
a team who may struggle doing that because of the matchup, and then San Diego State who wants to get inside. They want to get two-pointers. They want to, again, be physical, and I think that's going to be an emphasis this game. Um, playing at NRG Stadium, and this, and the reason why NRG matters, it's it's a, it's a huge football stadium, and backdrop for basketball that matters. I mean, anyone who's played even like a pickup game in a small gym compared to a medium-sized gym, and then if you've ever played or shot with a with a large deep background or played outside, it's a little bit different. It really is, and I know outside's got wind and other factors, but. Uh, it's proven in this tournament. Like at this point, it's pretty much proven that unless it's some, you know, that we can expect these teams, what the expectation should be is certainly below average or below standard. Now, of course it's one game, small sample size. Anyone can get hot. Okay. Any, anything can happen. But that is an emphasis that it's being played in the stadium. Um, Let's see here. Uh, San Diego state. One concern that I do have uh, one of their offensive, their best offensive player, Let's see, what's his name? Um, Matt Bradley uh, has not been playing very well. He's got all kinds of great national rankings. I mean, when he plays well, they play well. But when he stalls, they kind of do as well. So, uh, you know, I'm not super concerned about that, but that is something to watch. If he if he doesn't have a great game, I, I think I saw he takes over 30% of their shots. So uh, that's a bit of a concern, but I think he should be able to... I mean, it's been a while, and he he's not like some huge, you know... He's not going to, you know, let it rain from three all the time. He's a very versatile player, so I think he'll be okay. But that is a concern, something that you need to think about. Overall, San Diego State minus two, minus the one, 20. All right, um, the next game, UConn and Miami. I don't really have a strong opinion on this game. Um, It is worth noting this whole thing with UConn's players uh, celebrating Ramadan, and so they can't eat until the sun goes down. And I believe the sun's going to go down right around the start of game time for this. Let's look that up real quick. I'm, I'm holding a microphone. This whole thing has just been an interesting show. I'm going to have to set this down. I feel like a news, like an on-site news reporter, you know, on the field. I'm just holding this thing up right now. Um, let me set it down while I type here. So let's see. F- oh, Miami plays. Oh, yeah, they do play later on. So that's, uh, yeah, 649. This is mountain time, too. So they should be able to eat before the game. Now, you don't. it's not ideal, obviously, fasting you know, the whole day before, but uh, that probably shouldn't be as big of a deal. I did want to bring that up, though. That that needs to be any handicap. If, you, if you're going to bet this game, knowing that three of the players on UConn, who's five-and-a-half-point favorites, let's make sure it's still five-and-a-half, aren't going to be eating the entire day leading up to the game. Kind of a big deal, if you ask me. Uh, I don't know. Just If you think nutrition for athletes is a big deal, then, you know, if not, we can disagree. Yeah, it's still five-and-a-half. Okay, so my thoughts on this game. Um, obviously, look, at this point, saying these teams have been hot, that's sort of like, that's like the Ken Palm thing, right? At this point, it's sort of this weird Ken Palm statistical... Uh, interesting situation because all these teams naturally, the more they play, the better they're going to get, but they're passing all these teams that they're not intrinsically better than or they wouldn't pass in, in a normal season-long situation. And so, you know, all these teams have like, well, longest win streak, longest win streak. What does that really mean though except that they've been, you know, doing well this tournament for, for a couple games? But Miami come from the ACC, a conference that has not played great this year. You wonder, you know, can Miami, is Miami right now 
the team that's the most overrated in the tournament. A lot of people argue that, at least these statistics people, the data people I know, may argue that. Um, I do believe they've had a tougher path to UConn, and they've scored 63, 85, 89, 88. (laughs) So they've been scoring. The question is, can it continue? Um, UConn, good matchup here for UConn, I think, in the front court. Very good guards, good defense. And Miami's a little thin in the front court at this point. So I think good matchup there. And you flip the, 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 the you know, when, when UConn's got the ball there, at least guard on guard, I think UConn, a lot of their success will come down to can they shoot? Because I think they're going to get their space, maybe find their shots. But if, they, if they're missing in this whole issue of playing at Energy Stadium, is is a problem for UConn. This could be a lot closer game than, than we think. Um, now, again, when Miami's got the ball, Miami's not one of these teams who really relies that much on shooting, creating shots, three-pointers. They drive, okay? They they create contact. They, As a matter of fact, I think they went to the free throw line like over, uh, over 30 times against Texas. So they want to get to the line. And UConn, is a team that fouls a lot. 259th in the country in free throws against this year. So that matchup kind of favors Miami. You see how I'm going back and forth here. And honestly, if I had to lean right, uh, lean this game, I'd probably lean Miami with the points. But my, but UConn's just so good and so dominant and all the statistics and analytics say UConn. So obviously it's a pass from me. You know, don't really like the play. But um, like I said, you know, I'm going back and forth here. But uh, Miami does, keep in mind, play rather poor defense. Now, I've always thought this about defense, and this is my theory, college basketball specifically. When you get teams that, and I like to talk about the Ken Palm ratings, and you can see this for yourself. You don't need a subscription to see this stuff on on Ken Palm. Um, If you go and look at the offensive and defensive ratings, like the efficiency ratings, um, what I think is in the postseason – defense is a lot easier to quickly, quickly get up compared to offense. You get a great offensive team, top 10, all season long efficiency, you know, shooting one. And I'm not talking about any team in particular right now, just an example, you know, the top 10 team, whatever, top 20 team, consistently good, hard schedule. Okay. But maybe they're, you know, 70th or 80th or 90th defensively. I'll trust that team in a tournament situation because defense is... It's it's been proven. I'm sorry if this rubs you the wrong way. If you're a, if a hardcore basketball, you know, player or fan or whatever, but defense is largely effort, and that works in the NBA too. And the it, what you see is the team these teams who quote can't play very good defense. Well, huh? All of a sudden March comes around and they're playing really really good defense. All these teams in the NBA who can't play good defense, huh? All of a sudden the playoffs come around, they're playing really good defense. Remember Carmelo Anthony? Not not everyone listening, you know, probably remembers him playing, but Carmelo Anthony, I, I remember him because he was in Denver for a long time. Oh boy, he was notorious for this regular season. I mean, he's playing like like he he's got bricks strapped to his feet. But those playoffs come around and he's shuffling. He's helping, you know, help defense. It's crazy. But this is what. Now I'm not comparing these people to you know the the these players to Carmelo Anthony because I think college you get a little bit more every night. But the point is. Defense is a lot easier to elevate or quickly elevate compared to offense. You can't just snap a, you know, your finger and, and go from a 75 offense to a top 10 offense. But you can, I believe, snap a finger and go from playing 75th overall defense to at least maybe like a top 30 defense with little effort, maybe a few 
alterations by the coach, understanding what we see. So that's one note for my theory on college basketball offense, defense, and how to incorporate those uh, numbers. Uh, Last note here, UConn is number two in the country, offensive rebound percentage. So if Miami does choose to shoot and they're missing those shots, I mean, UConn does have a bit of an edge on the boards, at least statistically what we've seen. So those are my thoughts overall uh, for both games. Pick of the day, San Diego State minus two. And uh, there you go. Just so you know, a couple thoughts. What I was going to do for a show yesterday, and I'm going to push it to next week, but uh, all this rage about Chad GPT and like asking this AI stuff, I think we're going to uh, do some uh, Chad GPT, just like start asking it random questions, seeing what it says about sports betting. So that'll be fun. But anyway, I'm getting out of here, and I uh, will talk to you tomorrow. Oh God, I'm going to be I'm going to be doing a show right here. Like like ten or eleven hours. So we will talk to you then on Sports Betting Daily.